all of this is unprecedented. It's um, the volume, the level of destruction, the displacement of people, um, the grief that this has brought uh, on the agency that I work with, the loss of, of colleagues, the hits on our own facilities, um, the fact that all of this happened in just over seven weeks is, is unprecedented and it's nothing like I've ever seen throughout my 20 years of service with the United Nations. It's uh, a very, very brutal war. The bombardment is uh, heavy, um, very heavy. In fact, when I was there myself just a few weeks ago, um, I was awoken myself to the, the sound of bombardment and bombardment was during the day, during the night. And I think I was there on day on 50, day 50 of the war and I couldn't but help myself and think, how would it be if I were a mother and I had three children in Gaza and every night we would try and go to sleep to, to that sound of heavy, heavy bombardment in, in the background. So there's that. There's also the very tight siege that has been imposed uh, on the Gaza Strip now for seven very long weeks. Um, the restrictions on us in the United Nations and the humanitarian community to bring in the very basic of supplies. We're talking about food and water and fuel. Um, very heavy restrictions on, on that. Um, the influx um, of people coming into UNRWA shelters, now more than 1.4 million people uh, seeking refuge in our shelter. Our own staff are grieving. Um, they are displaced themselves. They're impacted themselves. Um, still they are doing everything possible. There is the misinformation campaign. It is in fact a smear campaign uh, we have been subjected to um, since the, the very beginning of the war with cyber attacks, including on our website as one example, or on our donate site, uh, or on social media, all sorts of uh, sheer lies, uh, really, and just rumors that were that continue to to spread like uh, wildfire. Could you explain a bit more about what kind of lies are you seeing? Um, we've seen um, several attacks on on the agency. Uh, one about uh, how we teach and what we teach in our schools. Uh, our schools. Uh, at UNRWA, we have 700 of them, by the way, across the region. We are the only UN agency that has uh, schools. Uh, we use um, textbooks that are provided by the host governments uh, in, in the five areas of operation. But we have hand in hand a very um, strict scrutiny system that looks into the content of those books. Uh, and we train our teachers all the time um, onto how to teach the content in those books um, so that they are aligned with the values of the United Nations, including of peace and tolerance. And so we quite often come under accusations that our schools teach hatred, which we, of course, as a United Nations agency, have zero tolerance towards. Um, and in fact, it's the absolute opposite because our 
um, teachers are trained to provide education in a way that helps the children follow the values of the United Nations, including peace and tolerance and no hatred and no racism. So that's one um, one very big piece of um, of the puzzle where we come under constant uh, attack. Um, and then other um, other accusations, um, including involvement of uh, our staff uh, in in the war, uh, including political affiliation of our staff with um, a certain armed groups uh, in Gaza. Um, and what all of these campaigns do to us is um, they weaken the efforts of what is currently the largest humanitarian organization in, in the Gaza Strip, catering to the needs of at least 1.4 million people who are in our shelters. Your agency is under much more scrutiny than it has been since October the 7th. So for those who don't know much about you and what you do, could you just give us a a brief overview of the agency, which has existed since the early days of the UN. Yes, we're one of the oldest United Nations agencies. And in the context of Gaza, we are the largest United Nations agency, uh, not just now, we've been there for more than seven decades in Gaza. Uh, we've uh, been largely providing education in our schools. Uh, this is the largest program. Uh, sadly, since the 7th of October, when the war began, we had to close uh, all of these schools and many of those schools have been turned shelter. We also provided uh, primary health care to over a million people. Uh, we provided food assistance to more than 1.2 million people. Uh, we provided cash assistance to uh, families uh, in need uh, and some cash for work programs to families uh, in need. Um, UNRWA is seen and um, is currently um, a, a very trusted uh, entity in the Gaza Strip by the communities themselves. They know uh, what UNRWA does, who UNRWA is. Uh, and this is also why people come to our shelters um, seeking uh, refuge in, and seeking uh, protection and safety. Um, they trust the United Nations blue flag to protect them and provide them with, with safety uh, and, and with, uh, with, with protection. And yet over 100 of your facilities which are sheltering people have been damaged since October the 7th. As I said before, over 130 colleagues of yours have been killed since then just as a as an organization i'm just trying to trying to imagine what it must be like on a day-to-day -day basis to keep going how do you share this distress with each other as an organization i think we have a team of heroes in gaza i mean there's no question about that these are uh, our frontline workers who are there every single day in our shelters providing assistance to people listening to people providing counseling um, doing other things that may seem very simple, but in the context of war, they are absolutely life-saving, like collecting garbage, which started to pile up uh, due to also to, to lack of fuel. Um, it's the doctor who goes and, and sees uh, an older person. It's uh, that nurse that gives uh, uh, medicine to a diabetic patient. Um, despite the fact that 70% of our staff, Connor, 
have been displaced themselves. They've been forced to flee their homes themselves. Um, many, many of them have lost loved ones. I mean, the colleagues that we all lost, but in addition to that, neighbors, family members, they lost their homes. Um, they lost everything. And, and yet thousands of them are still putting the UN vest on every single morning, um, doing that odd drive to the border to bring in uh, much needed supplies, uh, going to provide um, psychological counseling to a family that had just you know, lost a loved one, um, going to sort out the medicines in one of the one of the pharmacies, heroic work. On, on, on the ground. And I think it's also a testament to the very strong sense of community that Gaza has been known for for many decades. And this is probably the civil society and the, the closely knit community is what kept that society together um, during the war, for sure, but also during what has been more than 15 years of a very, very tight blockade with several uh, cycles of, of, of conflict uh, in between. If we take the longer view, the conflict has not been resolved since 1949. So you must be thinking, how does this play out? Have you had those kind of discussions? We've not. We've not had this sort of discussion at all uh, for a very simple reason, because we're focusing on the here and now and because this is nothing like any of us have, have done. Um, we've we, we come from a, a team that is very well experienced in conflicts and in uh, natural disasters and in humanitarian work, a very solid team of, of professionals. But I think among all of us, um, despite the vast experience, we all say this is nothing like we've ever seen before. And so our focus right now is um, to support people who need us most on the ground in Gaza, how do we get in humanitarian assistance? How do we continue to tell the story of what's happening to the people in Gaza, to our own teams? Uh, how do we raise the bar on advocating to bring an end to this war through primarily through humanitarian ceasefire? This has been our focus. Our focus has also been on getting um, a funding for the organization so that the organization continues to provide the assistance in Gaza. But also bear in mind, we also work in Syria, in Lebanon, in Jordan, in the West Bank, including East Jerusalem.